you're worthy. Jesus, we praise you. I don't know about you, but I came to praise my God. Every time I enter into these doors and come into this place, I come in here because I know who it is that I serve. I know who it is that I came to praise. And that's why when I come here, I come here with everything in me, ready to give it to my God and my King. And I'm wondering, is there anybody that's going to worship with me tonight? Is there anybody that's going to praise Him with me tonight? Hallelujah. I came to give you all praise, all glory, all honor. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. What an awesome God we serve. I real quickly want to give honor where honor is due, and that is to my pastor and my bishop. It's always an honor to preach for my church. This is my church, and I'm with Sister Bradford. These are my people. I love each and every one of you, and I love my pastor. I love my bishop. I love my pastor's family, my bishop's family, and I'm thankful and honor you all and think always thankful for an opportunity to preach the word of God. Amen. And with that said, if you will please turn with me to John chapter 10. I'm going to read from two verses of scripture, actually three total, but two different passages. I want to read from John chapter 10, verse 23, and then we're going to skip over to Colossians chapter 2. But reading from John chapter 10, verse 23, a short verse here, it just says, And Jesus walked in the temple in Solomon's porch. And then moving to Colossians chapter 2, verses 6 and 7, it says, And ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him, rooted and built up in him, and established in the faith, as ye have been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. I just want to read that verse 6 again. It says, As ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him. Amen. If you will pray with me tonight one more time, I would like to preach from the title, Walking Where Jesus Walked. Walking where Jesus walked. If you will pray with me in Jesus' name. Lord God, we need you tonight. We need to hear your voice. God, I want them to hear you tonight, Jesus. Open our hearts and our minds to receive your word. God, to receive what you have for your people. Reach somebody, God, that needs you tonight as we give you praise, honor, and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Walking where Jesus walked. Our verse, verse of scripture was in Jesus walked in the temple in Solomon's porch. And you will find that Jesus walked a lot. If you read the word of God and you read your Bible, you will find he walked a lot of places. He walked everywhere. He walked on water. He walked into Galilee. He walked out of Galilee. He walked here. He walked there. He walked everywhere. And he did a lot of walking mostly for obvious reasons. There were no cars, there were no scooters, there was no skateboards. So he was never skateboarding anywhere, he was always walking. That's what Jesus did, he walked. He walked a lot of places and he walked a lot of roads. And to think about all the walking that he did, 
You know, we're a people that we like to get our steps in. Everybody has a smartwatch nowadays, right? Everybody has a smartwatch, and we want to get our steps in. We're like, oh, I got to get my 10,000 steps. Let me walk around the block one more time. So we want to walk. But my question for you today, are you walking where Jesus walked? Jesus did a lot of walking. One of the greatest things I have ever done personally was I had the opportunity to travel to Israel. Travel to the place where Jesus did most of his walking. And this was an amazing experience. And if you were to ask me as a 12-year-old kid living in Oildale, if I would have ever, that one day I would be going to Israel, I would tell you you were a liar. I never thought that I would have this opportunity, but it came up and we got to go to Israel with my pastor and my pastor's wife and a lot of my really close friends, the Brocks, the Dodies, and several young people, and it was an amazing experience. And we had a lot of great days on this trip. And seeing all of the places that Jesus went and seeing all of the places that Jesus walked, it was quite amazing. But the greatest moment for me of the whole trip was the day when we went to Gate Beautiful and the Southern Steps. This was quite the day. And I actually brought a picture today. I could have probably got a better one from other people. But this right here is a picture in Israel of Gate Beautiful. Up there in the far corner is Gate Beautiful. And these, this is what they call the Southern Steps. And we had the pleasure of walking these steps and walking up to the Gate Beautiful. And you can't see everybody in the photo, but there's my friend, Brother Jeremy Brock. He's in there. And in the far, far corner, in where Gate Beautiful is, the, the, the Dodies, James and Amy, are taking a picture in there. So they're in that picture too. But what is beautiful about this picture is I took it looking up the steps because the steps that you see in the front, they're, they're all mangled and, and beat up because those are the original steps leading up to Gate Beautiful. That you can see as we go up, there's more uh, squared or, or rectangular type steps that they have fixed and they have covered and, and made so it, it's a little easier to walk. But these steps here were the original steps where they believe Jesus walked up to walk to that temple. And it was such an amazing day while we were there walking up these steps and the thoughts going through my mind of this is where Jesus walked. Walking where Jesus literally walked. Walking in his footsteps. And we, would, we prayed at that wall right there this, that day. And uh, we laid hands on that wall and just thinking that Jesus may have touched this wall. 
walking into the temple. He may have put his hand right here and he may have leaned here one day after a long walk and he may have stood right here. Just the thought made me very emotional that day and if you know me at all, you know I'm an emotional person and so being up there this day became very, very emotional for me just to think that we were walking where Jesus walked. What a, just an amazing experience, an amazing moment. But walking where Jesus walked is what we as the church are called to do. We were called to walk where he walked. In 1 John chapter 2 and verse 6, it says, He that saith he abideth in him ought himself also so to walk even as he walked. If you say that you are in Jesus, we are to walk where Jesus walked. We are to go where Jesus went. And we are to follow in his footsteps. Amen. But Jesus walked a lot of roads. He walked a lot of places. And I want to talk tonight about some of those roads that Jesus walked down that we as the church still need to be walking down. Amen. We still need to walk where Jesus walked. My Jesus walked a road of miracles, signs, and wonders. Hallelujah. My Jesus walked a road where he saw blinded eyes healed. He walked to those who were in need. He walked to those who were hurting, those that were deaf and dumb. And he was able to, to lay hands on them, and they were healed. He walked to those who had leprosy, and he laid, well, he didn't lay hands on the lepers, but he spoke to their leprosy, and they were healed. He reached those that need reaching. He was able to walk roads that only he could walk, and he was able to see the miraculous. He was able to see Jairus' daughter raised from the dead. This is what my Jesus did. Amen. And the church still needs to be walking in signs and wonders and miracles. Amen. We still need to be walking this road. If miracles aren't happening in the church, then we're failing to go where Jesus wants us to go. We still need to believe that when we come to the house of God and somebody walks down to this well and reaches out for prayer, that Jesus is still able to heal you. Amen. If you came into this place with the healing, I want to tell you you came to the right place because you're in a place where we still believe Jesus heals. We still walk where he walked. Jesus can still heal you. He can still take you out of where you're at and place you on a solid rock. He knows how to do the miraculous. Amen. Amen. The church is still in the healing business. We still believe in miracles, signs, and wonders. We still need to walk this path. In Mark chapter 16 and verse 18, it says, they shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. This was a road Jesus walked, but he passed it on to his people that believe in his name and that believe in the power of that name. So there's still miracles in the house of God. There's still signs and wonders in the 
the house of God. We still need to walk in it. Our children need to see miracles. Our children need to see healing. They need to know that we serve the same God of yesterday, today, and forever. He hasn't stopped healing, and he won't stop. God. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He is still in the healing business. He is still reaching those who are sick. You can call the name of Jesus upon somebody, and you need to believe. You want to know why Sister uh, Frida Smith's thing is so popular? Her, she has a prayer chain that goes out, just in case you don't know. And she sends prayer requests out to people every day. And most of the people that come across that prayer request do not go to this church. They don't go here. Most of those people, I read this name, I don't know these names. I don't know these people. But they're connected with somebody to the church. Because why are they reaching out to our people? Because they know that there's a church still walking where Jesus walked. There's a church that still believes in healing. That still believes in miracles. Amen. And we're going to preach it till Jesus comes. Because we still serve a God that is able to heal you where you're at. He's able to take you. Hallelujah. We serve a God who's able to heal. Praise God. That's why they reach out to us, because they know there's still a church. There's still a church. If we ever stop doing the miraculous, we are failing what we were called to do. Amen. We still believe in miracles. I'll tell you, one of the greatest miracles you ever see in the house of God is somebody being filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. Praise God. Every time somebody's filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost, another miracle has happened. Uh, and we still believe in the miraculous in the house of God. Walking where Jesus walked. Jesus walked many roads. He also walked a road as he got off a boat in the gatherings. And he got off this boat, and there was a man there in the Gadarenes that was so full of so many devils that they called himself Legion, for they were many. And when Jesus got off this boat and began to walk, this man met him, met him there. And this man would cut himself, and he would break chains, and he would... Uh, he was crazy. He was wild. He had so many demons in his life, so many devils tearing him down and holding him back from becoming anything. And here he was in the presence of the Almighty God. Here he was standing before Jesus. But Jesus did not walk out of that boat in meekness, but he walked out of that boat in power. He walked on to the shore of the Gadarenes where the man was possessed, and he walked out with boldness, knowing that he was the Almighty in flesh. 
Hallelujah. And Jesus walked before that man and he had no problem casting those demons out into the swine. Hallelujah. Because this is where Jesus walked. And when you're walking where Jesus walked, I want to tell somebody today that you have power over every devil in hell. There isn't a devil in hell that has control over you that can make you do something you don't want to do. When you're walking where Jesus walked, you have power. You have power over the enemy. Praise God. In Mark chapter 16, verse 17, it says, And these signs shall follow them that believe in my name, shall they cast out devils. Hallelujah. You have the same power that Jesus has when you walk where he walked. When you go where he went, you have that same power. Praise God. Praise God. I'm thankful for it. God has given us the power to cast out devils. He's given us the power over the enemy. Sometimes we think ourselves so small and we give the enemy so much credit and lift him up so much. But I want to tell you, you have more power in you when you have the gift of the Holy Ghost than every devil in hell. Praise God. I'm tired of letting the enemy lie to us and push us around and pretend he has dominion over us. He doesn't have any dominion over you or I. Hallelujah. We have dominion over him. We have dominion. The Bible says when the enemy comes in like a flood, he will lift up a standard against it. Hallelujah. When I'm walking where Jesus walked, every devil in hell better tremble. Praise God. He said, resist the devil and he must flee from you. Amen. That's the power that we have when we walk where Jesus walked. In fact, when Jesus was fasting 40 days, it was here when the enemy came to tempt Jesus. Believing at Jesus' weakest moment, here he is, he's fasting, he's weak. Now's my opportunity. Now's my chance to get to Jesus. And the enemy comes to him and he begins to tempt him and offer him food and, and, and telling him to, that he could have bread and all this stuff. And Jesus said to him, using the word of God, that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Because there is power in Jesus. The devil himself could not get Jesus to fall. The devil himself could not get Jesus to, to, to stumble. Even at his weakest point, even at his lowest spot ever, the devil could not get Jesus to falter. Why is that? Because we serve a great and mighty God. And when you walk where he's walking, you have that power. Amen. You can resist the devil. You can resist the devil. You can resist his plan. You can resist what he's trying to get you to do. You can resist where he's trying to take you. All you have to do is believe that there is power in you. There is more power in you than this world. Amen. Amen. So he walked a road of healing. He walked a road where he was able to cast out devils. But the road he probably walked the most was to save the lost and the hurting. 
Luke chapter 19 and verse 10 says, For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. Mark chapter 2 and verse 17 says, When Jesus heard it, he saith unto them, They that are whole have no need of the physician, but they that are sick. I came not to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. To walk where Jesus walked, we have to be able to reach where no one else wants to reach. Amen. Because Jesus was always walking. He was always searching for somebody who was hungry. He was always searching for somebody who, who was in need. He walked out of his way and went through Samaria just because there was a lady at a well that he knew he was going to meet that was in need of God. Hallelujah. That's what my Jesus does. He walks out of his way to find those who are hurting. He walks out of his way to find those that need him. And he's walking the, the, tonight reaching for somebody. And the church needs to keep reaching. The church needs to keep reaching the lost. The church needs to keep testifying about God's goodness. The church needs to know that we have power to reach the lost. If the church ever stops walking this road, we will cease to become the church. We will cease to become the church. Because this, this was the road that Jesus wanted to walk down. This was the road that Jesus called us to. If you think you were just called to save yourself and to save your family and that you're for and no more, then you missed the whole point of why Jesus saved you. But he pulled you out of darkness into his marvelous light so you could take that light and reach somebody else so that you can walk where he walked and go and tell somebody that needs Jesus. Hallelujah. There's a God that loves you. There's a God that's reaching for you. Hallelujah. We got to reach this world. We got to reach our city. We are living in a hungry world, church. A hungry world. Just today, we were out with the Ariases having lunch at a wings place. It was very good. <laughs> Has nothing to do with the story. <laughs> Just extra. We were having dinner, having lunch. We were having a good time talking about the goodness of God, and we were leaving. And I was helping my mom get into her vehicle, and as I was helping her get in, a young man, I don't know, maybe about 25, 30, walks over and says, Sir, can I talk to you for a second? And I said, Yeah, absolutely. Just give me a minute. Let me get my mom here in the car, and then I'll, I'll be right over there. And so I got her in the car, and I walked over to this young man, and he introduced himself to me as Alex. I said, how you doing? I'm Alex. I said, good to meet you, Alex. I'm CJ. He said, he said you know, I, I'm, I'm just guessing that you came from church today. I said, yeah, you're absolutely right. I did. I came from church today. And he said, well, he said, well I'm just going to be honest with you. I didn't grow up in church. My parents never took me to church. I don't even know what it's like to be in a church. He said, but I think it's about time I start going. Amen. I said, yes, sir, it is. 
It's time. I said, we have a church card. We gave him a church card. I told him when services were. He introduced me to his lovely wife. We met this young couple. I'm telling you, this is a young couple that's hungry for Jesus. And there is more out there. And it is our job as the church to walk where Jesus walked, to walk out there and let somebody know that Jesus loves them. He's reaching for them. Hallelujah. God's reaching. He's reaching. He's reaching beyond what we can see. But he wants to use you and I to reach this lost world. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want to walk where Jesus walked. Amen. And I could stop there tonight talking about those roads alone, talking about healing, talking about reaching the lost, talking about casting out devils. We can get behind that. We can say, yeah, I want to walk that road. I don't mind walking those roads. Those are, those are great roads, but not every road that Jesus walked was great. As the musicians come, Jesus walked many roads of suffering. Oh, I don't know about that road. I don't know about that road, Pastor. I don't know if I want to go down that one. I don't know if we want to talk about the road of suffering, the road of hurt, the road of pain. But Jesus walked it. Jesus walked a road that most of us don't want to go down. No one in this house suffered like my Jesus suffered. Nobody has walked a road like my Jesus walked. You may have gone through some things and you may have gone through some trials and some battles and you may be in the midst of them tonight and you may be asking yourself, why do I have to go through this suffering and why do I have to go through this pain and why am I going through this? Uh, trust me, your suffering is, it never will compare to what Jesus went through. But when you're walking with Jesus walked, you're going to have to walk that road. Because he walked a road of suffering. The Bible says that he was at all points tempted as we are. He went through everything that we went through. He faced every pain that we've ever faced. He faced hurts that we had. He faced loss. He saw people that he loved die. His best friend Lazarus died. And it said he wept. At his tomb, he faced that pain. He faced that loss. But even worse than all that, even worse than what we can imagine, he was betrayed by those he loved. He was denied by one of his closest friends. He was beaten. He was stripped. He was forced to carry a cross. He was spit upon and laughed at. He was hung on a cross with spikes through his hands and through his feet. A crown of thorns was placed on his head. And there they fed him with vinegar. Stabbed him in the side. This was the suffering that my Jesus went through. 
We want the healing. We want the power. We want the strength. But are you willing to walk the road of suffering with Jesus? Are you willing to walk the road? If you want the blessings, if you want the anointing, you're going to have to be willing to walk where Jesus walked. You don't get to pick and choose. Well, I want this and I want that, but oh no, I don't don't want to walk there. In Matthew chapter 16, in verse 24, Jesus said unto his disciples, he said, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. As we stand all over this building tonight. He looked at his disciples and he said, if you're going to walk where I walked, you're going to have to take up your cross and follow me. What does that mean? Jesus hadn't walked that road yet. Jesus hadn't been crucified yet. If you read some commentaries, they'll tell you that by the cross, uh, taking up your cross, it meant carrying your burdens. But that's not what that meant. Because in those times, crucifixion was very popular. And being humiliated through crucifixion, having to pick up your cross and carry your own cross to your very own death was something that they did back then. And I believe Jesus already knew the road that he was going to walk. He already knew the path that he was going to have to take. So when he looked at his disciples, he let them know that if you're going to follow me, you better be willing to die. If you're truly going to walk where I walked, if you're truly going to walk in my footsteps, if you're truly going to follow after me, you got to be willing to go through the suffering. You got to be willing to go through the pain. You got to be willing to go through the hurt. Because it's going to be there. It's going to be there. But it didn't end there. It didn't end there for Jesus. Yes, Jesus walked that road. And Jesus had that cross on his shoulder. And he walked that road and that, that Mount Golgotha. And he walked up to that hill and he went through the suffering. And they put him to death on that hill that day. And they put him in a tomb. But three days later, he came walking out of that tomb. Praise God. When you walk where Jesus walked, you may feel like you're going through hell today. But if you keep walking in his footsteps, if you keep walking where Jesus walked, oh, hallelujah, I'm preaching to somebody tonight. You're going to walk out of your tomb. You're going to walk out of your hurt. It's just part of living for God. You're going to go through some things. You're going to face some things. But keep walking. Keep walking. Keep walking. Oh, hallelujah. All over this place. Every hand raised. Oh, Jesus. I believe you're speaking to somebody. Oh.
Oh, God's speaking to somebody tonight. You're going through it. You're facing it. You don't understand why. It might be because you've been walking where Jesus walked. And you might be facing some suffering. You might be going through something. But keep walking. I'm telling you, your victory is around the corner. Keep walking where Jesus walked. Don't stop. Don't stop. Don't stop. As they sing, these altars are open tonight. God's reaching for somebody here.